Hello and welcome to Teen Mum Universe, an exploration of all things Teen Mum, sprinkled with a bit of British flavour. I'm your host, Lucy B. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Teen Mum Universe. How are you all? Are you having a good week? It's super sunny here today. I feel like spring, summer is finally coming. I'm in my car during this podcast because it's the quietest place I can go to record. And today I'm going to look at Kaylin's 16 and Pregnant episode. I actually today wanted to do, well, one of the more interesting 16 and Pregnant episodes like Amber or Farah or Leah. But I thought I'm going to do the Teen Mum 2 girls first as I've already done Janelle and Chelsea. So that left me with Leah and Kaylin to choose from really want to do Leah however I know Leah's episode of 16 and pregnant is like two hours long and I just didn't have time this week I had a really really busy week with work and I've got some work that I'm supposed to be doing now however I'm not doing that work I'm making this podcast instead so don't tell anyone but yeah I guess today seemed to be the right day to tackle Kaylin's episode it was better than I thought, actually. I'm not saying Kaylin's episode isn't interesting. I'm just saying that Kaylin's episode, I remembered it being very sad. Like, Kaylin's whole story is just really sad. And there's not too much, really, for us to laugh at in there without being horrible people. However, it was more quotable than I remembered. And Kaylin's parents make an appearance which I'm happy to talk crap on those to because they're awful so yeah I'm gonna be just mainly looking at how and why Kaylin's parents are the worst people in the world and why I actually do feel sorry for Kaylin. I was never a huge Kaylin fan ever since the V days I found her to be really nasty to V. I know she still had feelings for Joe but I didn't think it was an excuse for kind of the way she acted towards V. And then when Brianna started going out with Javi I was always team Brianna, I've got to say. I think Brianna seems like more of a girl's girl. Again, I think Kaylin was very like petty and aggressive. However, watching this episode, I did soften a little bit for Kaylin and my heart did melt a little bit because she went through so much and I can really see now why she's so pulled into so much chaos and instability because that's all she's ever known if we go back and look at this episode. So I'm going to start now. We get the introduction. I'm Kaylin. I'm a high school senior from Nazareth, Pennsylvania. When I was six months old, my dad left and I haven't seen him since. My mom's always struggled to hold down a steady job, boyfriend and home. She's currently living in a hotel with her new boyfriend, which doesn't leave much room for me. If I had to rely on my mom, I'd be lost. Thankfully, I met my boyfriend, Joe. We've been dating for nine months, and since I had nowhere else to go, his family invited me to move in with them. Okay, so let's just pick that little bit apart. Our first shot of Kaylin is her coming out of, I think, like a school building or something with her arms in the air. I think she's celebrating being done with school or being done with tests or something. Baby, baby Kaylin looks super, super young. Thankfully, I met my boyfriend, Joe. We've been dating for nine months and since I had nowhere else to live, his family invited me to move in with them. AKA Susie had nowhere for Kaylin to go. And because Janet and Eddie, Joe's parents are decent humans, they felt they had no choice but to take Kaylin in. I feel so bad for Kaylin and Joe because moving in with anyone after being together only nine months is to me very soon. 
but as teenagers doing it and as pregnant teenagers i feel like that is a recipe for disaster kaylin says since my mom's rarely around joe's mom janet is like a second mom to me ever since joe and i started sharing a bedroom it's been really cramped and it's caused a lot of tension and things are about to get even more crowded because i'm pregnant shot of kaylin's belly i wasn't looking at her belly i was just looking at how amazing her hair is i think she has beautiful hair here okay let's dive in 24 weeks pregnant joe and i used to talk about everything but since his parents invited me to move in it seems like we don't really talk at all especially about the baby so Kaylin, Joe, and Joe's parents, Jan and Eddie, are sat around the dining table eating. They all asked Joe what he was thinking when Kaylin told him she was pregnant. Janet says Joe was in denial, but looking at this scene now, it's like, no, I'm pretty sure Joe is still in denial. Joe is like an ostrich with his head in the sand. He is a fish out of water and all the other animal metaphors that one can think of there. Kaylin says that her mum wanted her to get an abortion. Now I read Kaylin's book, I've read both of Kaylin's books, Ugh, great reads. In her first book Kaylin reveals that she actually already had an abortion aged 15 so she lost her virginity when she was 15 to a guy. It happened on the side of a road, I need more info on how that came about but alas don't have any more info but they had sex on the side of the road. Kaylin got pregnant and Susie made the boy's parents pay for the abortion. So at this point, Kaylin has already had one abortion. So I guess I can kind of see why for her, she didn't want to get a second abortion. A lot of the girls, I'm like, why didn't they just abort the baby? But as she's already had one, I can kind of see, okay, she probably doesn't want to do it again. She probably doesn't want to have the expense of getting another abortion. And she says also she wouldn't have been able to do adoption. So she ended up keeping the baby. Janet tells Kaylin and Joe how hard it will be. And Kaylin says, I think things will get worse before they get better. And eventually they will get better. Eddie goes, things are not going to get worse. They can't get worse, sweetie. And Kaylin just goes, they can. Joe interjects, things can always get worse. Ooh, that's a nice positive family breakfast there with everyone sitting around the table. I mean, sadly, they are right. It does kind of all go to hell from this moment. But yeah, ominous, ominous conversation there around the table. Kaylin says over voiceover, Joe's been really negative, which makes it worse for me. We're going shopping for baggy clothes because aside from family and a few close friends, I'm trying to hide the pregnancy. Joe and Kaylin are in the car driving to a clothes store to buy baggy clothes and Joe says Kaylin should just tell it, tell everybody and get it over with, but Kaylin says she wouldn't know how to tell anyone. Here's an idea. Why not let your baby daddy's auntie leak your pregnancy on social media a la the Chris situation? That seems like a good way to tell people you're pregnant. So Kaylin and Joe walk into this clothes shop and I've just written, what is this shop? It looks like some sort of like roadside trucker shop. It's not in like a mall or a city centre. It looks like they've like pulled up at a motorway services and there's a random clothes shop there. So I wanted more information on the clothes shop. So Kaylin and Joe are in the shop and they're looking for baggy clothes. Production obviously slipped the shop assistant a 20 because he then awkwardly asks Kaylin about her pregnancy. What what shop is it? This guy is like a mid-20s awkward guy, probably 
pulling like a double shift on a Sunday in his shop. What shop assistant goes up to a teenage girl and is like, so how far along are you? But that is exactly what this guy does. Kayleen tells him that she's almost six months along and that she's trying to hide the pregnancy. The shop assistant laughs and says, soon you're not gonna be able to hide it at all. And Kayleen kind of like laughs along is like, I know. And I, that moment just, yeah, that jarred a little bit because I feel like now if someone dared to disagree with Kayleen, she'd be like, no, F you, blah, blah, blah. But this shop assistant was like, you won't be able to hide it for much longer. And she's just really sweet. And she's like, oh, I know, what am I gonna do? Kayleen says over voiceover, hiding this pregnancy is exhausting enough. And on top of that, I have to take the SATs tomorrow. Okay, interjection. What are the SATs? I don't know what the SATs are. I was thinking maybe they're the equivalent of like GCSEs because I know Kaylin's 16, 17 here. So yeah, I'm thinking, are they GCSEs? We did take SATs tests, well, SATs, we called them SATs tests in year six, but that was when we were like age 10, 11. So yeah, I'm not sure like what the continuation is of these SATs and if they are. What do you do in America? Is it SATs instead of GCSEs? Like the mind just boggles every time I watch these scenes that are set in and around the school in 16 and Pregnant because I realize there's so much I don't know about the education system there. And I just have so, so many questions. Kaylin is practicing for the SATs on her computer. I managed to take a screenshot of the computer to see if I could gauge any more information about what makes up these SAT tests. So the question says, Ramona had never visited the Niagara Falls, but she could appreciate their splendor blank through the descriptions of others. And then we've got a choice of words. A, vicariously, B, heedlessly, C, innocuously, D, mystically, E, voluminously. Kaylin looks at the screen and is like, I don't even know what any of those words mean. Um, the answer, Kale, is A, vicariously. Thank you. Thank you very much. Kaylin tells us she's trying to graduate a semester early. And I've written, I like that about Kale, the fact that she's always had a lot of drive. She's one of the only ones who consistently had a job. She actually held down two jobs in those early days. She's not work shy. And I think that's probably why I believe she's the only girl from the franchise who has completed a four year college degree. So I just want to give props to Kaylin on that because regardless as to what we think of her, I think it is cool that she finished her degree and that she's had a job and that she works hard and she's always wanted to better herself. I mean, she doesn't really have a job now, but she doesn't have to have a job now. And she does do that podcast, which I guess is, yeah, that's a thing. I can't knock podcasting because I'm doing it right now. But yeah, I think Kale has always been a hard worker and I like that about her. Kale says, but studying often leads to daydreaming. Since I got pregnant, I've been thinking a lot about my dad. His sister had found me on Facebook and I've been debating on whether to send her an email. I guess I don't have much to lose. Oh, Kaylin, if only you knew you're about to lose the last shred of innocence you ever had left once you meet your dad. Now all I can do is wait or study. <laughs> Whoever writes these voiceovers is like super hilarious. We get an outside shot of Joe's parents' house now and it's so big. And I was just wondering how Joe and Kaylin met because it sort of looks like they come from two completely different worlds. Like Kaylin's mom and Kaylin really struggle financially and then Joe lives in this huge house. So 
yeah i want to know how that came about of them getting together and i don't think she says it in her book because i would know unless i've forgotten but yeah i would like to know that more information on that please mtv it's the morning of the sats but instead of being nervous about the tests i'm more nervous about people noticing my belly so kayleen's in the car with joe on the way to take her sats and bless her she's genuinely like freaking out about seeing everyone we see her go into the hall to take the sats with her classmates and then we get a voiceover say telling us that she could she found it hard to focus on the test because everyone was staring and whispering about her behind her back we get a classic mtv animation here of kaylin taking the sats which this animation does not do kaylin justice at all kaylin is so pretty and has really beautiful hair and this animation is just like a girl with short hair and i'm like hmm, no mtv not good enough draw better in that animation then Kaylin's animated classmates all around her have got like speech bubbles coming from them being like oh my god she's pregnant she's the one that's pregnant and this reminded me so much of the scene in Farrah's 16 and pregnant where Farrah walks into like the lunch hall or a classroom or something and the worst actress in the world is like oh my god she is the one she is the one who's pregnant Kaylin says this five-hour test feels more like an eternity. Five hours. Oh my gosh, I've never, ever taken a test that long. Like, my exams at school used to be, what, like a couple of hours was classified as a really long one. Like, that would be a really long slog that you'd have to go in for. Five hours! That's like, oh my god, I could watch like six episodes of Teen Mum in that time, which is a much better usage of my time than taking a five-hour test. Kaylin says when it finally ended she went to unwind with her friends but they started talking and she found out that all that staring was not in her head. So Kaylin and her friends are sat around the table at Kaylin's friend's house. Kaylin's friends have zero tact as they tell her that everyone always stares and they tell countless stories about people staring and talk about her. One of the friends I recognise, I think maybe she's been in some later episodes of Teen Mum but only up till a point like I don't think any of these friends are around anymore which is sad but always seems to happen with these teen mum girls. Kaylin says I'm the type of person I can say I don't care and then I go home and cry about it behind closed doors and I just thought that is Kaylin all over. In the next scene Janet, Joe and Kaylin are at the dining table again. Janet asks Kaylin why she's hiding behind baggy clothes is it because she's scared of what the girls will say and Kaylin's like yeah kind of because girls are really mean. I wonder what Kaylin's sort of social status was at school. I feel like she's too confident and bolshy to not be somewhat popular, but then I feel like she's definitely not like a Chelsea. I feel like maybe she's somewhere in the middle. I wish I knew, I'm just curious. Kaylin starts crying and she says that the girls at the school are mean and I'm like, girl, preach true that teenage I was going to say teenage girls, but just teenagers in general are so mean. Like, I remember some of the things that people at school would say to me. And I'm just like, that's awful. Like, how am I not more traumatized than I am right now? Janet gives Kaylin a really nice pep talk. She's like, you're special, you're smart, you're beautiful, and you're pregnant. And guess what? You're going to do it. Their relationship here is so nice. And it makes me sad that they fall out later on over Kaylin's non-entity of a boyfriend, Jordan. Because I feel like... Janet could have been a really important part of Kaylin's life and could have maybe, I don't know, grounded her and kept her a bit more on the right track. But yeah, sadly they fell out and kind of Kaylin went off and did her own thing. 
Kaylin says we have a voiceover. I've been struggling a lot with trying to hide my pregnancy, and I feel like I need to talk about it with my friends who I've already told. So the friends with zero tact are back, and one of them, Krista, who is never seen again after this episode, says, I feel like it could happen to any one of us. Well, <laughs> and then they all start laughing because she's basically saying, well, not any one of us because we're not all shagging, but it could happen to any one of us who is having sex. They all start laughing. It's quite cute. Like, her friends seem nice. Kaylin says that there was only one night where they had sex without a condom and that was on prom night and her friends were all like woo woo prom 909 which is where my prom was so there's a fun fact as well like I guess I am the exact same age as Kaylin which is weird because she has four kids now and I have no kids. Kaylin says her belly is really going to start showing soon so she won't be able to hide it anymore and then her friend's like it's not really being hid. Kaylin's like no I think I just look fat and her friends are like no girl you look pregnant but again Kaylin takes it really well it all seems to be in good fun her friends seem nice she seems to have a good group of friends. 27 weeks pregnant. Since my mum's still between homes, I only get to see her once in a while when she picks me up from school. This reminds me so much just the way she describes her parents as being like in between homes and in between jobs. It reminds me so much of Jade from Young and Pregnant. I feel like there are loads of similarities between Jade and Kaylin, not just in like their background and their situation with their parents, but just also their personalities. Like I think they're both super volatile. Susie, so Susie and Kaylin are in the car and Susie says, did you see who I brought along? and then the, the camera inexplicably pans to a cat who I guess lives in the car no more we get no more context on that no explanation so that happens Kaylin says that her mum's taking her shopping for, for baby furniture which is nice but I'm more concerned with her getting her life on track Susie tells Kaylin she's looking for a job and an apartment at the same time then her phone rings and Susie answers it and I guess it's her boyfriend on the other end of the line Kaylin's like, even though they're together all the time, it seems like my mum's boyfriend always manages to interrupt our alone time. So they get out of the car and they walk into the baby store, which looks straight out of 1999. I have so many questions about this town that they live in. Susie's picking out loads of stuff that they can't afford and Kaylin is obviously feeling really awkward because she knows that Janet and Eddie will end up paying. They go back to Janet and Eddie and Joe's house and Susie is telling Janet and Eddie about the furniture and she's like, oh, it's so beautiful, it's finely made. And I'm like, Susie, are you getting commission on this furniture? Because you are really like pushing this furniture here when no one else clearly wants it because it's too expensive. Oh, I also wrote here, I want to know all the tea on why Janet and Eddie got divorced because they seem to get on fine here. Anyone know about that? Let me know, hit me up. Janet offers Susie a drink and Susie says no because she's going to take off to see her boyfriend and at this point I get like a drum roll in my head because I know exactly what's coming next. Kaylin wants her mum Susie to stay and Susie says absence makes the heart grow fonder so let me leave ah! and starts laughing and no one else laughs they're like what the hell is going on you can tell Janet really hates Susie but she's trying to be diplomatic to Kaylin she's like you know she's your mum that's her boyfriend Kaylin cries and says this is the time she needs her mum the most. She doesn't understand why her mum's boyfriend seems more important to her mum than Kaylin is. Which, yeah, is really sad. Like, like I said, there's not too many jokes I can make about this because it is just a really sad story. I also read in Kaylin's book that around this time, Susie, Kaylin's mum, actually signed over custody to Janet and Eddie. So not only did they take Kaylin in, but they took custody of her 
Like, Susie, man, what is going on? 28 weeks pregnant. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, and every year my friend Steph and I go pumpkin picking. Okay, so pumpkin picking, this is not a thing in the UK. We like buy our pumpkins from Aldi if we ever buy pumpkins, because again, Halloween is not like a huge thing here. But it seems huge in the world of teen mom and 16 and pregnant. I feel like every single season we see one teen mom or another going to the pumpkin patch. So yeah, Kaylin's on like her yearly trip to the pumpkin patch. I'm pretty sure she goes again next year with Isaac. Like we see that in the episode of Teen Mom. She's chatting to her friend at the pumpkin patch and she's telling her that her telling her friend that Joe and her aren't getting along. The friend tells Kaylin that they both need to take time to do their own thing. Unbeknownst to them, Joe was doing his own thing because at this point and all the way through Kaylin's pregnancy, again I found this out from Kaylin's book, amazing book. Joe was cheating on Kaylin with some older woman from his workplace. So Joe, I guess, is doing his own thing, but the thing he is doing is not so great. Her friend tries to persuade Kaylin to come trick or treating. Kaylin's bummed because she never gets invited anywhere anymore. But things are about to pick up for her because that night I went on Facebook and saw that I had an email response from my aunt. My dad is inviting me to come to Texas to meet him. This is a huge step after 16 years. And I'm like, no, don't do it, Kaylin, because I know she's going to have like the worst trip ever. So I wonder here as well. So obviously Kaylin does end up going to Texas later in this episode to meet her dad. And I'm thinking, did her auntie actually organise this or did production organise it? Because I feel like the only way Kaylin's dad would have met her after all this time is if someone's like, okay, we'll give you a hundred bucks. You just have to film a couple of scenes and then you never have to see her again. So I think MTV were doing something there. Kaylin then goes back to her pumpkins and she starts carving the pumpkins with her friends. She tells them that she's going to go and see her dad over Thanksgiving break. He has a sister and two nieces and a nephew and that's his entire family. I wish we would have seen more of the Texas trip because we only see like the first day with Kaylin and her dad and we don't get to see any of the rest of it. So I feel like maybe MTV just showed us the worst part which props to them because that's good TV. But yeah, I wish I could have seen more. Also, do you remember when Kaylin said that all, this is in a recent series of Teen Mom, that all the girls in her family have the same name? So there's like Kaylin, Kayla, Caitlin, Kaylee. I thought that was really funny. I thought maybe her dad, when he named the kids, was like taking a leaf out of Leah's book, aka Aliana and Aaliyah, who have the same name essentially. Kaylin says that she's excited to meet her dad, but nervous too. I want to interject here also, so I'm recording this podcast in my car, in like, it's a communal car park for my building, and the two people who parked their car next to me just came down and like got in their car to go somewhere, so the whole time I was like really aware that they could probably hear me outside the window and be like, A, who is this girl talking to, because I'm sat in the car just talking to no one, and B, like, what the hell is she talking about? So yeah, I got a little distracted there, because... I saw my car park neighbours. They looked like nice people. I've never even seen them before. They looked nice, young couple. I wonder where they're going on this lockdown day because everything's closed. 29 weeks pregnant. So we see a heavily pregnant Kaylin carrying a washing basket up the stairs with no help. She asked Joe to help. He's like, no, I'm not wearing any pants. Like, Joe, what are you doing in there? Giving yourself a treat or what? Kaylin says, sharing one small bedroom is hard for a teenage couple. I always feel like I'm invading Joe's space. Yeah, I mean, sharing a bedroom is hard for any couple. Me and my boyfriend live together and we still have our own bedrooms. Like, we'll go to sleep in the one bedroom at night. But in the day, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out in my bedroom. Like, I can't imagine 
having all our stuff in one room like we would murder each other I feel like so yeah Kaylin I'm not surprised it's hard so Kaylin is in the bedroom in hers and Joe's bedroom and Janet comes up and Kaylin tells her that Joe isn't talking to her anymore and he never wants to do anything and then she cries again this whole bit is just like really sad Janet then corners Joe to try and talk some sense into him. She's like, Kale's in a very sensitive situation here. You have to be a little bit more receptive and understand. Why won't you talk to her? You go walking right past her and don't even say anything to her. Joe's like, what is there to say? And Janet is like, oh, hell no, girl. She's like, what is there to say? What is there to say? Joe says that he's sacrificing a lot for Caitlin so that she isn't alone as a single mother. And Eddie and Janet are both fuming at this point. Eddie tries to say something, but Janet like gets fierce as hell and holds her finger up to stop Eddie talking. She's like, you know what? It is your responsibility and your duty to sacrifice because you are the father of that child. Joe says it was Caitlin's decision to keep the baby and not his and Janet then full names him so we know he's in trouble now she's like her decision Jonathan her decision I love it when Janet calls Joe Jonathan because it's like do you know when you were younger and you get you got middle names like Lucy Alexandra I knew that I was in trouble whenever that happened she's like her decision Jonathan like oh Joe run away you're in trouble now Janet tells Joe that he needs to have some sort of emotional and physical involvement with what Kaylin does. She's like, whether you stay with her for the rest of your life or not, she's the mother of your child. You're going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. Like, Janet is so wise. I feel like Janet should be like a relationship counsellor. 30 weeks pregnant. Joe and Kaylin are waiting to go and get their baby scan. They're sat in front of the most horrific wallpaper. Again, I feel like all the scenes in this episode that are filmed not in Janet and Eddie's house look like they've rocked up straight from like the late 1990s i don't know what all the decor and style is in this town but it looks super dated caitlin says over voiceover joe and i can't seem to agree on anything we're not even on the same page about finding out the baby's sex i think she means gender here but i guess it was 2009 so we'll let her off this scene so reminds me of when amber and andrew recently were expecting little baby james and Andrew dared to suggest that they don't find out the gender and just go with gender neutral stuff and Amber like kicked off on him and attacked him with a machete. I know the machete incident was later but she was like what? Of course we need to know the baby's gender. Just taking a quick pause there to see how much battery I've got left. Okay I'm on 18%. I think we can make it through guys. Let's let's power on. Joe and Kaylin go into the scan and look at the baby on the screen and then they go home and show Janet and Eddie and Kale and Janet and Eddie are all like, oh my God, the baby looks just like you, Joe. Joe clearly could not be less interested. Kaylin tells us over voiceover that Joe seems really overwhelmed, but his friends are coming over tonight, so maybe that will help calm him down a little bit. So you see Joe and his friends hanging out in the kitchen. The friends pretend to be interested in the scan and the baby because the producers have asked them to. Joe is like, they all think he looks like me, man. Like, I don't know how a scan can look like me. And, like, they all kind of laugh. And Joe says it's kind of only just hitting him that Kaylin is pregnant. I don't know. Joe does not do well in this episode. I like Joe now. I think he seems like a really good dad now. And I love V. She's so pretty. They have a really nice little family. But whew, in this episode, Joe is bad. And I always used to feel really bad for Joe in Teen Mom, early seasons Teen Mom, when like he wanted to get back together with Kale and she was just having none of it. But watching this, I'm like, oh no, I totally see why Kaylin was at the end of her tether with him. Like he is a little shit in this episode. He's not nice at all. 31 weeks pregnant. 
My trip to Texas to meet my dad is coming up soon. I have so many questions and there's only one person who could possibly answer them. Even though she wasn't thrilled when I told her my plans, my mom agreed to meet me for dinner that night. Brackets, probably because MTV told her she could have a free meal on them. Susie and Kaylin are in this restaurant, which, note, has bright yellow walls with like bright yellow napkins. There's a very bold colour palette in this restaurant. Susie's hair is backcombed higher than the sun. Kaylin asks her mom if there's anything she should know about her dad before she goes to Texas. And Susie, maternal as ever, is like, well, I'm just going to say it how it is. Don't expect a whole lot from him. I'm just telling you ahead of time, don't expect anything from him. A glowing five out of five star review there from Susie towards her ex would use again. Susie doesn't want Kaylin to get her hopes up. And Kaylin's kind of like, I know, but we... We can see that secretly I think she is getting her hopes up a little bit. Of course she is, because her boyfriend and her mum here are awful to her. Why wouldn't she want to go and see what her dad's like? So then MTV does a little animation here of Kaylin meeting her dad. Her dad in this animation is portrayed as this, like, suave businessman in this, like, 1930s hat. And I think MTV are trolling us here because this image of her dad that they give us could not be further from the truth when we actually meet him. Back home, Joe and Kaylin sit on the sofa and talk about Kaylin's upcoming trip. Joe says if it goes well, there'll be more options for Kaylin if they ever broke up. Which is just a mean thing to say. Like, even if you're thinking that, Joe, don't say it. She's heavily pregnant, she's emotional, she's about to go meet her dad for the first time. Like, just be a bit nicer, yeah? Just be nice, people. Joe's so negative and he always wants to check out. I want to talk to him about it, but he decided to go pick up his friend Carlos from work. Okay, so brackets, a.k.a. he wanted to go out and have sex with this other chick while Kaylin was at home pregnant. They have a little shot of Kaylin in the bed and she's like, you're leaving? Joe goes out to, quotations, pick up Carlos. Yeah, I bet you're going to pick up something, Joe. And I noticed that there's like a fist hole in the wall a la Janelle and David's modular home. Like, Joe's basically punched the wall. Or someone has. Maybe Kaylin has. I don't know. Kaylin has anger issues. One of them has punched a hole in the wall anyway. I just thought that was interesting. It was like a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. Caitlin says, we're going through a lot right now. Is it so important that you go to hang out with him? Do you understand why I want you here? And Joe, I didn't hear him say this the first time I watched it, but Joe really quietly just goes, I don't feel the same way. Like, that is so harsh. Jo yeah, Joe is bad. I wonder if at this point, Kaylin knew that he was cheating. I'm not sure if she did, because if she did know, that adds like a whole other level of subtext to this conversation. Like, I don't know why it's so important that you go and see him. It's like, did she think he was going to see Carlos or did she actually know where it was going? I believe, because of what happens a little bit later in the episode, that I think she did know, which just makes it even worse. So Joe and Kaylin are having this huge bust up. Janet and Eddie wake up. Janet's in these like demure silk pajamas. You can see she's just thinking like, Christ alive, what now? She tries to stop Joe from going out. She full names him again. Jonathan, you come here. You have some shit going on here that you need to attend to. It is your responsibility. Finish your business here. Be a man about it and then do whatever the hell you have to go do. There's loads of shouting. I had to like turn my laptop down at this point because the noise levels were just like getting louder and louder and Kaylin's voice was getting higher and higher until like only dogs could hear her. So Kaylin's now like bawling her eyes out stood on the landing and she's like, you just told me you're gonna go hang out with Carlos. Why is he so important that you can't make things here with me first? You always put him first, you never put me first. And Joe just walks out 
and leaves her. Janet says, you told him you'd give him a ride home knowing you had responsibilities here already. I think he can walk home tonight. It's ridiculous. Mic drop from Janet. She leaves, but then Joe goes out anyway, so it didn't work so well. Kaylin goes to sleep and she's just bawling. And I felt really sorry for the poor cameraman who had to just stand in this tiny bedroom filming close up on a 16 year old girl with her, like her head under the pillows and being like <laughs> and like i wonder like if after he got that scene he was just like okay see you later caitlin she was like under the covers being like i'll see you later Janet, at this point, I feel like has lost the will to live. She tries to console Kaylin and she says, whatever happens, dad and I are still here. Which I thought that was cute that she's like, oh, me and your dad. Like, Janet and Eddie were really good to Kaylin. Kaylin says that doesn't make her feel any better because she still has to sleep in Joe's bed. And Janet says, this is your bed now. He gave up his rights when he did what he did. Which, okay, so that's what makes me think they all know about the cheating. When he did what he did. Yeah, she could be referring to when he did what he did, aka when he got you pregnant. But I think it's when he did what he did, when he started cheating on you. Like, this is your bed now. So, yeah, I feel like they know. I don't know. I need more context on this whole cheating thing. I wish she would have, like, gone into more detail in the book. Janet's skin is glowing here as well, by the way. 33 weeks pregnant. After our huge fight, Joe never came home. Of all the days for him to check out, he had to pick the day I leave for Texas to meet my dad. So Kaylin comes downstairs. She looks really pretty here. Her hair looks great. She's like straightened it and put a nice top on. Kaylin says she's nervous to be doing this all by herself, but luckily Janet and Eddie are giving her a ride to the airport. In the car over there, Kaylin says she hopes she doesn't like it too much because if she does, she won't want to come back which oh, she's not going to enjoy it. There's then a shot of Kaylin sitting alone on the aeroplane flying over there. She's like sat on like a single seat on her own. She's got little earphones in and I just felt so bad for her. She is really alone at this point. Yeah, I, oh God, I can't even talk about it. Like it makes me sad. Whew. So Kaylin lands in Texas. She walks through the airport looking for her dad. We then get the first shot of her dad. Okay, so he's got like long hair, unbrushed I might add. You'd think he might have like ran a comb through his hair for the occasion. Like a trucker cap, handlebar moustache, and he looks like he needs a good bath. And I'm like, ooh. Nonetheless, Kaylin looks really happy. She runs over to see him, they hug, and she's like, you are short, which I thought was quite funny. He's like, I told you I wasn't tall. What do you expect, six foot? Okay, so they drive home from the airport and Kaylin asks if they have Dunkin' Donuts around here. The dad is then, I guess, pointing out all the Texas landmarks and they drive past some sort of football stadium. And he's like, that's where the Cowboys used to play until they built that new stadium. You know why they left that hole in the roof, don't you? So God could watch his team on Sunday. And then he bursts out laughing at his own dad joke. Kaylin says, we're starting to warm up to each other a bit, but it's beginning to hit her how much of a stranger he is. So then we watch them go into the house. I actually rewound my episode and watched this twice. I really wanted to take in Kaylin's dad's decor because I just knew it would be an absolute treat. So the house is small and made of wood. There's loads of blankets up instead of doors, which I thought was odd. And then we get the infamous shot of the locked fridge. Kaylin asks why the fridge is locked. And her dad's like, I got $200 worth of meat in there. I don't like sticky fingers. Okay, Kaylin looks so unimpressed. And I start to remember at this point how quotable this episode is. Battery check, we're on 15%. Those of you who are concerned, so I'm going to plow through. 
they go into the living room and Kaylin sits down and he's like, I broke that chair by the way the other day, but it's okay, it ain't gonna break. Kaylin's face has just like fallen. And I think her dad must have been doing this for the money because he's not even trying to make an effort. Like he's not trying to form a relationship with her. He's just like, all right, cameras, come in, film me, give me my hundred bucks and off you pop. He says to Kaylin, you have one of those roadkill things up there where you live. You know what I'm talking about. They have like elk, porcupine, bear. You don't know about them. At this point, Kaylin's entire soul has like floated out of her body and is just looking down on the situation because she's so uncomfortable. Kaylin asks her dad if, she th if he ever thought they'd m actually meet and her dad says, I knew one day we would, I just didn't know when. But the answer is when MTV offered to pay you. That's when you decided to meet your daughter after 16 years. Kaylin asks if he'll be around when the baby comes and he's like, the only drawback about that is you don't even know when it's coming. Um, sorry, excuse me, Mr. Kalen's dad. It's coming in like two months. Like, oh, if only we knew how long pregnancies lasted so then we could time when with the baby's gonna be coming. Like, come on, that's a poor excuse. Think of a better one at least. Kalen looks really sad and is like, this is not exactly the father-daughter reunion I was hoping for over voiceover. Kaylin, bless her, goes out and calls Janet crying, saying she wants to come home. She's just like, I don't like it here. It's not what I thought it'd be. Jana, who should be a motivational speaker, she's definitely a better motivational speaker than Leah is. She's like, you know, you've got to hang in there because you can't leave right now. Like, I'm so sorry, but he's your dad. Just give it a go. Like, I really like Jana. So Kaylin goes back in, but we get the voiceover. I guess it's safe to say that I didn't find what I was looking for here. 35 weeks pregnant. Okay, so Kaylin comes home from Texas. Again, yeah, I wish we would have seen more of that trip because I think she was there the whole week. But she comes home from Texas. Eddie picks her up from the airport. Joe is nowhere to be seen, although there is a guy like hovering behind Eddie who really, really looks like Adam Lind. I'm like, Adam, is that you? Kaylin says it was all right, but she probably won't go back there. But then we get another voice over saying that the time apart seems to have been really good for her and Joe, which is good. I'm just going to save this episode now because we're currently on 14%. Kaylin and Joe are then in a restaurant and they're, they're happy, they're smiling. They look like they're having fun. A waitress comes over who and reads them the specials, but it's literally as though she has a gun to her head. She's more monotone here than Macy is. She's literally like a brownie with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and it's drizzled in chocolate and caramel. I'm like, what? Sorry, what? Like, that sounds amazing, but she's managed to make it sound so dull. Kaylin and Joe say they want that, and they chat about how when the baby comes, they're gonna stop fighting, and they'll be like a little family. 37 weeks pregnant. I'm scheduled to be done with high school before I give birth, so I'm going to tour a community college today. Joe was going to come with me, but he just got called into work brackets questionable is he actually going to shag that girl but i'm hoping my mom will come with me instead kaylin calls her mom and her mom's like no i'm in the middle of something so kaylin starts crying she says trying to get into college is scary enough figuring it out on my own is even scarier so kaylin goes into the college alone she looks like a nervous wreck bless her there's a guy there to meet her and like a current student who starts to show her around so the first thing they show her is the gym sorry what that's amazing and then the guy says that it's free as well i want to go to this college where you get a free gym like hello sign me up for the dental tech program so i can use the gym they then show kaylin the dental hygiene clinic because that's what she wants to do and the guy says 
that the students on the dental hygiene course are like some of their highest paid graduates. He says they usually start on about 55,000 a year. Kaylin's face lights up and I just think that's so funny because she's probably now making 10 times that a year, but at the time, 55K sounded good. Heck, it sounds good to me. Someone give me $55,000 a year. Love that. The student who's been showing Kaylin around tells her that she also has a two-year-old son. So the girls bond over that. And the girl's like, you know, there's something within us mums, we can do it. It pushes us forward. They both cry. It's really nice. Kaylin says that talking to the girl makes her feel a lot better. For the first time, I actually feel like I can see my future falling into place. And thank goodness, because that night my water broke. And it was time to find out if we were having a boy or a girl. Okay, so we then get footage of Kaylin in the hospital bed. Everyone is there. Kaylin looks like she's in the worst pain ever. Janet has been so great. She's like stroking her hand and being motivational. Susie's being not great at all. Susie's like joking around and making crying noises. And I'm like, Susie, what are you doing? They, Kaylin's in really bad pain. So they make her sign a paper like mid contractions to say that she wants the epidural. Eight hours into labor, it's still going on. Kaylin looks a little bit better, I guess, because she's had the epidural now. And I wrote, is this the only birth of Kaylin's that we see? I don't think we actually got to see hospital footage from any of the other births. I think maybe we saw Lincoln, the aftermath of Lincoln being born. But I know that Lux and what's his face? Oh my gosh, what's his face? What's he called? Cruz, is it Cruz Romeo? I might be making that up. Aren't they the names of David Beckham's kids? Creed, Creed. Creed Romeo, that's what he's called. Anyway, we definitely didn't see them getting born. So, Kaylin asks if the doctors can just suck it out, which I thought was quite funny. Susie's, of course, outside talking on the phone, probably to her boyfriend, when Janet, like, runs out and is like, Susie, come on, Kaylin's ready to push. So, Susie goes in. Kaylin is pushing. We're 11 hours in now. So, Kaylin's pushing. Everyone, the world and his wife, is stood by Kaylin's feet with her legs wide open, akimbo. Janet has a camera literally like in Kaylin's crotch. I'm like, she might as well like go up there on a little telescope because that's how close the camera is. And then J Kaylin's pushing and she's like, hold my foot, Joe. That's so funny because when Kaylin did that special with Nessa a couple of years ago, which I thought was a really good special, I like Nessa's dynamic. Kaylin said that the Twitter trolls made a Twitter account called Hold My Foot Joe and just like said loads of nasty stuff about Kaylin in there, which yeah, is really nasty. But Kaylin was like laughing at it. I thought that was quite funny. So it's all going on. Kaylin's pushing. Everyone's like peering into Kaylin's soul through the lens of her vagina. And then we see the doctor literally like pull baby Isaac out of the vagina. Everyone's really happy. They're like, it's a boy. Everyone's crying. Kaylin's crying. They put Isaac on her chest. It's really nice. And then we get the screen grab thing with his name, Isaac Elliott, six pounds, four ounces, January 18th, 2010. Kaylin said in her book that they actually spell Isaac's name wrong there and that she was really annoyed about it at the time, as he would be. Three days old. We're bringing baby Isaac home today. I'm not quite sure how to feel about it. I really like that name, Isaac Elliot. I think that's probably the nicest name of any of Kaylin's children. Although I do quite like Lux Russell. I think that's, I think Russell is cute. So she says, we're bringing baby Isaac home today. I'm not quite sure how to feel about it. Janet drives Kaylin home and Kaylin looks exhausted. 
Kaylin's sat in her room feeding Isaac and her friends come in to visit and one of the friends is like how much does this kid eat and Kaylin says oh he eats you know every two hours and the friend's like that sounds like me that girl is my spirit animal I love her she's great Kaylin says she has to breastfeed and she doesn't want her friends to see and then she says to her friend she's not really producing real milk yet it's just like and the aforementioned hilarious friend is like skimmed milk and they all laughed it was cute it was a nice scene Kaylin says I suddenly feel more grown up than ever in my life, I don't come first anymore, and Joey's realizing that he doesn't either. We've never been more stressed, and it doesn't help that neither of us have slept in days. Then we get the classic nighttime montage with some sort of poor music going on in the background. Like, Joe and Kaylin are, like, walking around the room, like, attending to a crying Isaac, and the music's like, down, down, down. Not quite sure what their choice was there. So they're staying up all night. They argue because Joe left the milk out again. Isaac is crying. It's chaotic. We see Kaylin come out of the room, and Janet asks Kaylin how she is, and Kaylin's just like... I don't even want to talk about it. Kaylin and Joe carry on arguing. She says, I guess I was hoping things would be better once the baby came, but they've not. One month old. With all the stress I've been under, my mum has barely been around to help. But she did finally get a job and a place to live, so I'm hoping things will change now. Kaylin takes Isaac to see Susie in her new house. And Susie is, like, trying to win an award for Mum of the Year because she all but looks into the camera and is like, I made your favourite homemade chilli. I'm like, Susie, who are you kidding? You got her a microwave meal. You, you don't even know what her favourite meal is. Like, you signed over custody of her last year. Like, please. Susie asks Kaylin if she told her dad about Isaac and Kaylin says she didn't, but he found out on Facebook. We found out that she hasn't talked to him on the phone since she went to see him. Oh my gosh, the car park is like a hive of activity today. Like a delivery man just came in and was like, where's the moment? There's so many people walking around. I thought the car would be a safe haven to record, but it's craziness today. So Caitlin's eating her homemade chili and she's asking Susie if she'll come round more. Susie is coming up with like every excuse in the book. And then Caitlin's like, well, you know, you could kind of just like drop in for 20 minutes. And Susie finally agrees that she will, but not on Mondays or Thursdays, or maybe even Saturdays. I don't know. Whoo, mother of the year. Kaylin says it's becoming more and more clear that things with my mum are never going to change. It's up to me now to get my own life together. Three months old. My life is moving on. I did well enough on my SATs to get into the community college, which has a daycare program for Isaac. And even though it's not easy, Joe and I are trying to get the hang of this parenting thing. It can get really frustrating, but we're learning to put our issues aside for Isaac. And we're actually even communicating. Kaylin used to be a lot better at the voiceovers because I feel like nowadays she, on the voiceovers, she just sounds really angry. I don't know, maybe that's a reflection of her permanent state, but she sounds really personable and sweet on these voiceovers. Kaylin and Joe are sat on the bed chatting about how they don't fight as much anymore, which is really good. Joe says he thinks they were fighting because they were just getting accustomed to living together. I, however, on the other hand, think they were arguing because Joe was cheating on Caitlin, but that's by the by. Also, as if they've only been together for a year here. That is crazy. I can't imagine all that stuff happening within the space of a year, and I'm super impressed that they are actually still together after all that turmoil at this point. Caitlin and Joe kind of, yeah, seem a bit happier at this point in the episode. As we know, it doesn't last much longer because joe then breaks up with kaylin i think it's like the first episode of teen mum we see them break up so it doesn't last much longer but they seem like they're doing all right now and then we get kaylin to camera since i got pregnant it taught me how to really love deeper 
I think there's a good chance that Joe and I could stay together as long as we're not selfish and we don't fight about stupid things. We realize we have a baby now, so we have to work that much harder to make things better for him. Janet's helped me through everything. I couldn't really ask for a better mother, even though she's not really blood related to me. She is like my mom. Joe's parents are so good to me and they just treat me like I'm their own child and I don't know where I would be without them. I think if I could go back, I wouldn't have had sex this early. I think I would have waited altogether. I think the hardest part about being a teen mom is that you have to give up your youth. Your social life is non-existent. I've had to fight my whole life, so I'm just waiting for things to get easier. I think there's a little light at the end of the tunnel as long as I keep working hard. Probably harder than most teenagers my age. Hard work will keep the light coming. Keep it shining through. Kaylin is so poetic at the end there, like keep the light coming, teaching me how to love deeper. Props to Kaylin. It's better than the usual, oh, I don't regret my child, but I regret the decision to have sex, which is what they all usually say in these things. I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good little wrap up there. And yeah, then Kaylin gives us a big beaming smile into the camera. She looks so pretty and hopeful. And that's the end of the episode. So yeah, a fine episode, a little bit sad for my liking, but hopefully we found some fun in it. I'm gonna do Leah next week. I'm gonna set aside extra time just cause her episode is super long, but I'm so excited to do Leah's episode. I think she's hilarious. She's probably the most quotable girl from the franchise. Jesus God, Leah. Just, yeah, cannot wait to do that. Another delivery man just came into the car park. Like how many packages are people getting? So, can't wait to do Leah. I hope you enjoyed Kaylin's episode. I hope everyone has a great week this week. I now am gonna go back into my flat and me and Sean are gonna have some takeaway tonight, which should be exciting. I smell really strongly of fake tan because last night I decided to like beautify myself so I've put on fake tan and like straightened my hair, moisturised so yeah I've decided to like spruce myself up as we approach the end of the lockdown. Stay sane everyone, keep watching Team Mum, keep listening, please do spread the word about my podcast and say nice things about it. If you enjoyed it, I'd love a five-star rating and review. Reach out to me. I think, I know I say this every week, but I think I definitely am going to set up the Instagram this week so I can post out a little bit more content. And I hope everyone has a great week. Lots of love to you all. Goodbye.